YouTube, thank you for joining me today. It is March 23rd, 2022, and this is going to be the full update for you guys. We got to talk current events, what's happening in the cryptocurrency space. Let's tie this whole thing together and give you guys a plan to succeed, survive, and thrive through these incredible times to be alive. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get into it. So if you aren't already checking out what we're tweeting, you better head on over to the Twitter. Guys, I think I appreciate all of your support. We just blew through 30,000 subscribers on YouTube, by the way. So thank you for joining us here. I'm sending you guys all the love, all the positive vibrations during this time. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for tuning in. And all I ask is that you spread this message. Spread it far and wide so that people know what to do during these times. Okay, we got to get into it. So first off, let's dispel the XRP FUD that was put out today. Uh, you know, it's always something. It's always something with these guys. So this is uh, from Bare Naked Crypto. What XRP people don't realize is that inside R3 is a better CBDC tech than Ripple Ledger, and it doesn't require an ounce of crypto coins to be used. There is no chance a bank would use a poop coin over not using any coin. XRP cult equals Scientology. Just about XRP news. What uh, my good friend Bare Naked Crypto forgot is that R3 is sitting on a billion XRP. They had an option to purchase 5 billion XRP. They ended up settling for just 1 billion XRP that they purchased from Ripple. They are still holding on to today. So many people are confused. Many people see the headlines. And so that was me just putting out my little tweet here today. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a full-time job here. I've, I've pretty much trying to expand and diversify my, diversify my content away from talking about explaining XRP every single day. But of course, we have to set the record straight and provide clarity for the new people that are coming and they're getting misled. Now, I already put out a video earlier today where I go deep on this and I go into the partnerships, how the central banks are going to use Ripple, how the Bank of International Settlements is using Corda which is owned by R3, and R3 owns a billion XRP, so if we just tie it all together, and I addressed that in an earlier video. So uh, you can go see the full breakdown on that, but now that we got that out of the way, let's get into the current events, and boy, is it getting exciting out here. So we got to understand why this is taking place in Ukraine. This tweet coming out from this gentleman, David North, says, Ukraine is the battlefield chosen by U.S. NATO for its long-planned war with Russia. This was made clear by NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg at a press conference earlier today. He stated, since 2014, allies have trained Ukraine's armed forces and significantly strengthened their capabilities. So they're telling you that we were in there in 2014. We've been operating in there since 2014 when they had that revolution. Right. Everybody remembers that, right? Okay. So they overthrew the elected leader at a whole revolution. And of course, our CIA, our three-letter agencies, we were over there messing around and spurring on that revolution. Now, the Secretary General here telling us that this has been the chosen battleground here. Since 2014, allies have trained Ukraine's armed forces and significantly strengthened their capabilities. They are putting that training into practice now on the front lines with great bravery. 
in the last months, allies have stepped up military support, providing anti-tank and air defense systems, drones, fuel, and ammunition, as well as financial aid. Stoltenberg made no effort to conceal NATO's massive buildup of Ukrainian military forces over the last eight years. So they don't want to have a full-on confrontation with Russian forces. So what do they do? They start to take over and fund the mil uh, military in Ukraine. This is, our, this is our game going back for decades now, right? David Nor says, I would like to commend the courage and the professionalism of the Ukrainian armed forces. I have met them in Ukraine and we are well aware that compared to where, and we are all aware that compared to where they were back in 2014, this is a totally different force than eight years ago. The Ukrainian armed forces today is much bigger, much better equipped, much better trained, much better commanded. They have much better logistics than they had back in 2014. And of course, all of this combined with the courage, the high morale is the reason why they are able to push back and stand up against the much bigger Russian invasion. NATO is already heavily engaged in the direction of the war, moving toward direct intervention with its own forces. Stoltenberg stated, there are now hundreds of thousands of allied troops at heightened readiness across the alliance. So they're really pushing this thing, right? They're really, really pushing this thing. And, um, you know, our troops right there are on the doorstep of Ukraine. We haven't entered Ukraine yet. We've, we've infiltrated uh, through the covert operations that we do in our three-lettered agencies. I'm not going to name the names. I'm not going to name the agencies. But you guys already know how we operate here. We've been doing this for a very long time. Now, continuing on, Kim.com. People ask why I focus on the U.S. instead of Russia when it comes to Ukraine. I have firsthand experience with the corruption, lawlessness, arrogance, and arm twisting with which the U.S. government operates domestically and internationally to get what it wants. But more importantly, I have read the strategy documents which became the blueprint for everything that happened in Ukraine. For the U.S., it was always about unbalancing Russia, crushing its economy, and Russia's ability to be a peer competitor. I really suggest you read this. This is a document from the RAND organization. Might be called the Rand Foundation. This is one of those those think tanks there in DC. And what they talk about here in this article is how they're going to infiltrate Ukraine and they're going to overextend and unbalance Russia without getting into a military confrontation. But as you can see, we've been funding and arming the military there, and that's not enough. A lot of people want to send more equipment to Ukraine, more equ equipment over there. Right. But uh, this has been a plan for a long time to try to get back at Russia, because when we talk, when we zoom back out and then really explain why this is going on, remember, we have other world powers over there that are ready to see the fall of our empire, the United States, the Western financial world. Right. They want to see the demise of the U.S. dollar reserve currency status. They want to provide for their countries. Right? So they're done using our reserve dollar that's being printed into oblivion. So, so what you have here is you have the world powers here that know that our empire is overextended and unbalanced. right? And they're taking advantage of that. They're taking advantage of that. right? And they're making their moves. They're doing the strategic alliances financially and militarily because they know that they're dealing with an enemy that's right here trying to infiltrate uh, from the inside. 
pushing in through Ukraine, uh, overthrowing the government back in 2014. So continuing on, uh, as far as this, the battles are going, Mariupol mayor reportedly leaves city. And then we have this one. Uh, Mariupol thread, from my sources on the ground, most parts of the city are under Russian invaders' control except the western part. Residents who remain there try not try to not leave their shelters as the Russians open fire on moving targets. The bomb shelters are full. It is impossible. It is almost impossible to evacuate the city. People need cars, but most vehicles have been destroyed or stolen. There is no fuel. Some people just walk somewhere on foot just to get out. The trip can last for hours under constant fire. The fate of 1,300 people who are under the rubble of the drama theater is still unknown. My sources say that no one can sort out the rubble. There is no capacity. Those 130 to 140 people who were able to get out after the bombardment were in the upper room of the shelter. Most likely, the rest of the people under the Maripol Drama Theater are slowly dying there or have already died. As I write this, I feel rage and powerlessness at the same time. Russia is destroying everything and we are defending ourselves from an absolute monster. Russia specifically targets civilians, women, and children to create a propaganda image for its zombie citizens. They kill thousands of people for a TV picture. Just think about it. Now, uh, obviously, I don't have to really go in on this and explain, ex explain who this is. Um, who this journalist is. I mean, you guys already know what I'm, I'm just presenting the information. I'm presenting the narratives and explaining what's going to happen next and why this is happening. Okay. So I'm not confirming this report from this Katarina. Okay. I'm just going to present this information. I'm going to talk about why it matters and what's going to happen next. China is buying Russian crude at steep discounts, energy aspects, so the deals have been done. They're already in full force. The currency war is real. So whether she wants to say that Putin's a monster or not, um, I'm going to let God judge Putin, okay? And I'm going to hold anyone accountable that needs to be held accountable. Anyone who's committing crimes against humanity needs to be held accountable. Let's, um, let's take all of our evidence to court and let's see what happens if we ever get that day in court. Now, Andrew Weiss, thread. Things are not going well for Putin in Ukraine war. But slew of news today should remind everyone that Putin definitely knows how to build and exploit leverage. Take Putin's unexpected announcement that EU countries will now have to pay for natural gas shipments in rubles, not euros. See, that's big. Now, I wanted to touch on this tonight because people really need to understand what, what that means. If he starts to say that, no, your currency is no good, they're going to be forced to do something. Whether that's paying gold, whether that's pay with something else, I mean... If he says, we're not taking your funny money, they're not taking their funny money, and they're sitting on the, the natural resources, the gas and oil, that Europe needs. So Europe's in a trap, the U.S. dollar's in a trap, and that's why these forces are moving in the way they're moving. That move, plus a Russian-directed shutdown of the Caspian pipeline, 1 million barrels per day are pushing oil prices back to $120 level today. So remember what I said, uh... What Putin did is he's destroying some pipelines in there so that then they can push that uh, Nord Stream where they can bypass Ukraine and they won't have to pay Ukraine the toll for getting their natural gas and oils over to uh, Eastern Europe. Or Sorry, yeah, over into uh, Europe, Germany, and other countries. So this is, this is everyone here has both sides have an agenda and they're moving, okay? This is a real situation. Uh, I don't believe half of what the mainstream media tells me. And, and what these guys are saying 
I, I just dismiss whatever their little opinion is on the story. What I'm trying to put together for you guys is this news right here that really matters. That they're saying that the trade deals aren't going to be done with your funny money anymore. That's what's going to really, and why I think the West is really trying to push this war. Now, I'm not going to get into what's going on in Ukraine on the on the deeper level. I know about the science experiments. I know it's been a money laundering campaign for the, you know, the criminals in my country. I get that. I'm well aware. I'm on the public forum here, so I can only say so much. That's why I'm reading off mainstream Western um, dudes like Andrew Weiss, who's saying that uh, it's not going well for Putin. I'm not here to say whether it's going good, whether it's going bad, okay? I'm, I'm, I know that it's going bad for the U.S. dollar. I know that's a fact. So that's what I'm here to talk about, okay? So uh, what do we got? Yeah, Germany's Olaf Scholz announced in a speech today that Europe should not impose sanctions on Russian oil gas. So how can they really be enemies? They can't. They need that natural resources raising the specter of massive job losses and a Europe-wide recession. They know. They know what happens if they cut themselves off from that Russian gas and oil. He says, yes, we will end this dependency as soon as possible. But to do this from one day to the next would mean plunging our country and the whole Europe into a recession. Hundreds of thousands of jobs would be in danger. Whole branches of industry would be on the brink. Sanctions should not hurt European states harder than the Russian leadership. Exactly. Exactly. Here is... Shoot. thought that I had gym records pulled up here on a different one. Okay, but these guys, I'm telling you right now that the West is bust and that's why they're pushing this war. Breaking news, the UK Treasury will make payments to the Bank of England for the first time to cover losses from the institution's quantitative easing plan. It's getting real. The liquidity crisis is here. Liquidity crisis is here. But uh, great news for XRP. This is coming out from Alex Cobb. Shout out to Alex. Justin, XRP, XRP in the Euro and the XRP in the Mex Mexican Peso on-demand liquidity corridors both reached all-time high volume. So while the rest of the world's in a liquidity crisis, specifically the Bank of England, which did a pilot with Ripple XRP back in 2018, let me remind you, <laughs> they, they found the solution out back in 2018. Now they're just waiting to roll it out. They got to destroy the current system, right? Justin, the Europe, XRP, these are the two pairs, the two corridors, XRP and the Euro, XRP and the Mexican Peso, on-demand liquidity corridors both reached all-time high volume. So we're running all-time high volume for on-demand liquidity, but yes, the, yet the price is stalled out, okay? So it's what people don't get. Uh, we are making, we are building out this ecosystem, we are building out this network, we are building up liquidity, Sooner or later, this pressure will force prices to go higher. Unlike the rest of the crypto projects that the only thing they can pump their project based off of is hype speculation and fake partnerships and lies. This is going to be forced up, driven by utility, which is the liquidity that it's going to provide for these corridors. All-time high, and what did Ashish Burla just give us on the on-demand liquidity update? The XRP... We now have on-demand liquidity co coverage global. 
That is global XRP use usage, ready to roll. Flip the switch. Now, Fed Chair Powell here in America, bring it back to America. Digital innovation in the finance sector is here to stay. We are just at the beginning. Now, this is him speaking at the BIS Summit, which is funny. Is it really funny? Uh, yeah, go figure, Jay. Jerome Powell. Digital innovation in the finance sector is here to stay. We are just at the beginning. So how is the SEC going to have a case against Ripple when even the, the Federal Reserve chairman is saying that we are just at the beginning? And he says, existing regulations were not built with digital currencies in mind. There will have to be new rules, laws, and frameworks to deal with the digital currencies. What case do you got, Gary? You never had one. Jay Clayton filed it, right? That was his last act on his way out, right? The hidden hand that's been meeting with Brad and David back in 2018, been meeting with Ripple for years. The hidden hand here, Jay on his last day, files the lawsuit, okay? Hands it over to Gary, Wall Street puppet. Gary comes on board, caught up in the criminal campaign conspiracy before he took this position, also running the CFTC, which uh, operates with FinCEN, which already deemed XRP a virtual currency back in 2015. Gary speaking about MIT, at MIT, teaching classes, talking about the use case of XRP and Ripple. Gary's not stupid. He's bought and paid for. This is the most staged lawsuit in the history of the SEC, and it will be done soon. Whether that's this month, next month, I don't care. Pack your bags. If you think that it might do something, I think it's going to do... Something that makes the rest of the space look silly, to be honest. The rest of the space will look absolutely silly. Now, the individual defendants have filed a motion for extension of time. So we got a couple of extensions that were announced today. Um, it does look like that we're going to get a date, though, on the summary judgment. Now, the summary judgment comes after discovery is done. After all the facts and evidence has been presented... That's when we get summary judgment, and then we go on to trial and all that. So we're still within the period where a settlement is very possible. Before the SEC gets exposed, it most definitely would be in their best interest to settle this thing up. But it uh, looks like the individual defendants have filed a motion. That's going to be Brad and Chris trying to extend this out till April 8th. But it looks like next month we are going to get a date because the judge, the good thing about this order is the judge put a timeline. They, you know, basically they got to go back and forth here. They got a couple weeks to go back and forth before we get set a date for that summary judgment, which is going to be critical. This is the period where we're still in potential settlement. Okay. Breaking news. A senior executive at one of the world's largest trading houses is warning of trading house collapses, i.e. liquidity crisis i.e. warning early warning systems will fail boy i see see this is why you know this is a really dicey spot right now i know that we all are excited to catch some gains in the cryptocurrency space this is why i'm out of the stock market completely and this is why i don't care if i'm not going to be able to sell on this pump uh i saw james rule xrp put out another tweet you wake up tomorrow and xrp's at 11 11 11 dollars 11 cents what do you what is the first thing you do and i was going to retweet and be like roll over and go back to bed because i know the exchanges are already going to be shut down and i'm not going to be able to sell i mean i'm going to put my orders in uh when we start to go i'm going to put in my sell orders you know five percent of my xrp i'm going to sell at uh, 
you know, about $10 or so, give or take. And I'm just going to hope and pray that it goes through. But, you know, the trading houses are about to collapse. The exchanges always shut down, even during good times, right? Uh, so be prepared for that, okay? This is coming from Zero Hedge. Ukraine crisis accelerating rise of central bank digital currencies. This thing's just really taken the currency war to a whole new level. The push for central bank digital currencies was already here. And as we've been talking about this year and next year, we should have most of the larger countries, uh, most of the larger countries should have already rolled out their central bank digital currencies by next year. Okay. Zero hedge average new home sales prices rise above 500,000 for the first time ever. So this is the situation right now, over half a million dollars now for the average home here in America. Okay, but we got some interesting news, interesting news coming here out of uh, Squawk Box reporting that mortgage applications are plunging as rates surge. Mortgage refinance demand dropped an outsized 14% last week compared with the previous week, and it was down 54% from a year ago. So this thing got cut in half, the the amount of people from, from this year to last year. Folks, you better strap in. Digital Perspective says, looks like that seller's market is about to go up in flames. And God willing, I am going to strike. Uh, I don't wish anyone to lose their gains on their real estate. I hope it all works out for you guys. But as someone who's about to make their move on their first property, I am looking to strike and take advantage of this. So personally, I know the mortgage applications have dropped and, you know, compared to last year, but this is the perfect opportunity. This is what I've been waiting for. While everyone else is ready to exit, hit the doors, filing for bankruptcy, um, we're going to move in. We're going to move in. I can't control the situation. I can't control the situation, right? I got to take care of my family. And I'm not, I'm not doing anything that's at the expense of anyone else. The fact of the matter is, is we didn't fix any of the issues from the last 07, 08 financial crisis. We've blown this thing up and kept on injecting. 20, the events of 2020 allowed us to double uh, basically taking our assets that we are holding at the Federal Reserve from $4 trillion, give or take, to basically over $9 trillion. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to buy myself a little bit of a house. I'm not expecting to get that great of a deal. I don't think that this market completely crashes, but um, yeah, I think that the real estate market is going to, it's going to be a slower year. Won't be the, the boom that we saw last year. That was the final push. Unless, if the Fed reverses courses and keeps the pump going, that runs the whole real estate game. Because that's all about cheap debt. So if the Fed reverses course, hey, we're going to keep on pumping. Um, you know, I don't think that's going to happen, though. Looks like the Fed has already locked in interest rate hikes for the rest of the year. We'll see if they go through with it. You can't really trust the Fed, uh, the, the Fed too much at their word. But coming in from George Gammon, at what point does the housing market break? So this is mortgage rate trends. This is APR, so adjusted rates, 4.7%. Um, on the 30-year fixed, 4.7% on the 30-year fixed rate. So we're about to bust through 5%. Now, remember, I've been talking about this for the last month or two about how the mortgage rates had already started to push up even before the Fed announced that first rate hike. So that's why since the beginning of this year, I've been telling people to lock in cheap debt. I personally refinanced my truck 
It was the only debt that I got. So, you know, this was the time to do it. Relatively speaking, we're still, you know, under 5%, which is still not bad. But, um, yeah, something to be aware of. Something that we've been talking about. Now, okay, we've got a little bit scattered here with our, our topics, but this is all connected, all related. So, guys, I'm telling you, this push against Bitcoin is for real. The push against proof of work is for real. New York Times Tech reporting that a single Bitcoin transaction now requires more than 2,000 kilowatt hours of energy. Excuse me. More than 2,000 kilowatt hours of electricity or enough energy to power the average American household for 73 days, researchers estimate. One Bitcoin transaction consumes enough power for one American household for 73 days, over two months. Proof of work never worked. It never was Bitcoin. And you guys are seeing the full-on assault. So you got the New York Times putting out this article while New York themselves is considering banning proof of work in that state, while the European Union is looking at banning proof of work over in all of Europe. And we've already seen many other countries ban uh, cryptocurrencies, and you've seen what just happened in China. I had an article about um, an Ethereum miner getting sent to jail and being served a huge fine in China just recently. Um, I don't think I included that headline here, but guys, the push for basically squeezing this space is on. So even the legit projects are getting taken uh, by the SEC to court, and, and you're going to see a lot of this space get squeezed. Remember how closely tied the Bitcoin is to Tether. This is something that I don't touch on much, but uh, you guys already know the deal with Tether, right? It's um, basically doing over 60% of the volume, the trading volume for this whole space, just keeping the pump alive. Bitcoin's so closely correlated with Tether. Now, once again here with Bitcoin, it's like, what is Bitcoin good for anymore at this point? Canadian authorities seized only 28% of the Bitcoin donated to the trucker convoy, according to CBC News. I was thinking, you know, and this is why I'm bullish on the metals. It is easier for them to confiscate the Bitcoin than it is your gold, than it is your cash or, or your other precious metals, right? You can more easily hide that. It's pretty hard, it's pretty hard to hide Bitcoin. You, you have to send it through a washing, you know, machine and everything. You have to literally launder it, right? Like there's, there's whole systems to do it, but it's not easy. And they still can find and penetrate through those washing services. So you got to be on the level of John McAfee to really move without uh, being seen and use other privacy coins. But this just goes to show that, I mean, Bitcoin is accomplishing nothing. The one opportunity it had here to circumvent a oppressive government that was trying to take the money from those truckers and the convoy. The one use case here that Bitcoin had of being a permissionless decentralized currency. Fail. It's a complete fail. You guys already knew that. You guys are listening to me. Coming out from standard custody. So this wrapped up today and I'm going to be going back to see if there's any clips, if, if any of this was put out on YouTube anywhere. I'm going to be checking on this. This is coming from Standard Custody. PolySign and Standard Custody are proud to be sponsoring Digital Assets Week in San Francisco and Palo Alto. 
a truly transformative event bringing together traditional finance and digital assets. Hope to see you this week. So this was the 22nd and 23rd. This was wrapping up today. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to see if I can find anything from this. But remember, PolySign, institutional grade custody. Okay, huge deal. We got PolySign for institutional grade custody, Codius being the most advanced smart, smart contracts platform, right? And you have Arthur Brito and David Schwartz both went on to go help those projects. Okay, so we always watch them closely. But this is very interesting to see PolySign get activated here with standard custody. Codius, we don't know where that's at. The project's supposedly dead. PolySign's still active, still moving. And this is great to see. Standard custody, huge deal. Huge deal, standard custody. Okay, so we'll be going back to check on that. Now, I found this tweet thread to be very interesting from Michael O'Fallon. The chaos that is about, remember guys, from chaos comes order. And this is the motto that these, these elites live by. These people that run the world, this is how they run this and operate this system. From chaos comes order. The chaos that is about to be unleashed is like, unlike anything that the world has ever seen before. The technocrats that had incremental change in store for all of us, but the Canadian trucker protests and the massive protests all over the world against mandates frightened those who have planned this disrupting and dismantling of our world. Not to mention, it became common knowledge who was behind this attack on humanity, the WEF. You guys already know who that is. Personally, I have been relieved that many now understand what the WEF and Open Society, that's going to be George Soros, right, have been doing for the last 30 years. But this frightened them. For the first time, the WEF was commonly understood as the enemy of humanity. The people are waking up. So what was going to be incremental is now going to be a blitzkrieg. And while they did everything to protect HB, our president's son, I'm not going to say the name. And while they did everything to protect Mr. Hunter, they are now going to come after you personally. But now they have their enemy, which you must hate as well. You must hate Russia. They now have their villain that everything will be blamed upon in order to escape your anger, to escape your blame. But they will get what they want. The end of privacy, digital currency, the new digital age, digital feudal communities. The end of worldwide connection and communication, at least that worldwide communication that was initiated by you and with supposed privacy. And those that will do this will be the only ones with privacy and secrecy. Your world will be turned upside down. But if you are considered an enemy of the regime, even if you are squeaky clean, you will be made out to be even worse than Mr. Hunter. Meanwhile, all of those on the progressive left will be revealed to be Puritans. All our digital financial trans transfers will be interrupted. All our systems of communication will be interrupted. Travel will be halted. Feudal local digital communities will be their answer. And it will all be blamed on Russia, but it won't be Russia. It will be our new society, 2.0. The tech companies and service providers themselves. The lords of AI. The new masters of the universe. And then this environment. Enviro Communo Fastest New World Order will begin to assert itself. But there is another reason why this must happen now. There is no way. 
even with all the cheating and scheming, that the DNC and Rhino Republicans can hold on to the House and Senate in 2022. And there is no way that they can hold on to the presidency in 2024. So it's now that they must begin to introduce a new world order, a new world religion. And to live in this order of the world, a new version of humanity is necessary. A new obedient humanity that will live in their hyper-real simulacra that will be governed by their AI god. An omnipresent, omniscient, omniscient god who will know when you are sleeping, know when you're awake, who will know when you've been good or bad, so you better be good for goodness sake. So there's anything that you can do about all of this right now. Yes, share threads like this and information that will help everyone understand what is happening and who is behind the disruption of civilization, but we don't have long. It is the desire of those that wish to rule us to an end of our ability as a free community, practice and apply the scientific method to what is happening around us. So now is our opportunity. So I would suggest sharing the following. This was a speech that I delivered in London back in 2019. And yes, we must win. So Michael L. Fallon, this guy apparently put this speech out back in 2019. Okay. Definitely more real than it ever has been, right? This, this push for complete control from the top down, right? And this technology is what enables this. So we've been talking about how this technology is going to usher in. everything that we've been warning about, right? So I want to be careful with my words. I'm trying to be careful on the public platforms these days. You cannot question their truth. You cannot question their reality. Well, unfortunately for them, we don't care about their cancel culture. We don't care because we are getting attacked by people that have an evil agenda to take us from our opportunity to live in a prosperous world that is at peace. Humanity does not want World War III. This is being spurred about by a people with an agenda that goes back decades. And this year, we talked about 2022 being the year of the reset because this year is a Shemitah year. When you understand that, you understand why this year in particular has been chosen for the reset year. Now, I know many of you are, are saying and suggesting that we are going to have a great awakening, that we are going to win. God willing, that will be the case. But we are resisting evil. And for people that don't know why I talk about this stuff, it's because it's all connected. We put together a picture for you guys that explains everything, cryptocurrency just being one small piece of the puzzle that we put together for you guys. So this is why we talk about much more than just how do we catch a 10x gain on a little crypto, right? We got to tie this whole thing together so that you guys can actually survive and thrive. We do think that blockchain technology, adopting the blockchain distributed ledger technology that will be implemented over the coming years will bring us some wealth. This is a great opportunity, but we have to recognize the threats that we face in the physical world. Remember, two worlds collide. The physical world meets the digital world. It's a battle between good versus evil. An old world, old world order up against the new world order. Now, whether it is the Great Reset or the Great Awakening, there will be a new world order. 
I'm reading Ray Dalio's book right now, talking about a changing world order. That's his thesis in that book, is that a new world order is here. It's, it, it is present here. And as I titled this, bit, this video, the, When Empires Fall, the American Western Empire is on the brink of collapse. People that have an agenda to suppress humanity across the whole world are being exposed. And that is why they are launching a war. So we have to understand this on every single level. So much more than cryptocurrency. We tie it together with the current events. We tie it together with history. Then we give you some financial analysts as well. Uh, but you guys have to understand that we have to be careful on these public platforms. I can't name the names. I can't name the enemies. But I can give you guys the actual advice to prepare yourselves for this time that we're going through. The Changing World Order by Ray Dalio. That's what I'm reading right now. And it's going to help me put together my quarterly report. I'm about to drop my quarterly report this weekend for my Discord group. It's going to be a Discord group exclusive um, where I'm just going to explain everything that's been going on uh, all of our predictions that we've missed, all of the forecasts that have been wrong or right. We're going to go over my portfolio, reviewing how I'm positioning myself, much more than cryptocurrencies. As you guys heard, I just bought silver. I picked up some IOTA recently, picked up some other things, making some moves right now. Okay. And so we're going to go over that. And then we're going to go over my forecast for the next quarter, for the next three months. I saw someone comment, I, I believe it was on TikTok. I always get the more stupid comments on TikTok. Someone said something about, uh, why are you talking about this? We want to know what's the next coin to invest in. We want to know, uh, give, give us some charts. Give us some technical analysis. My guy, you need worldview analysis. You need to understand history. If you want to understand the currency war that's happening right now, if you want to understand the geopolitics of the situation, you got to put it all together. Otherwise, you're going to be chasing your tail there trying to catch gains in the crypto space right now, trying to catch gains in the stock market when it's 100% rigged by algorithmic bots that trade against you. The exchanges have your trades. You will, you will not beat them in most instances. You are at the casino. It's the cryptocurrency casino. Are there people that make money off of it? Yes. Yes. But the reason why I, I've stopped trading is because I know I can get a return when I invest in myself when I invest in my businesses, right? So for me, it's just been a better allocation of time and way less risk instead of gambling, doing futures trading, doing day trading. The way that we are trading and navigating this market is by zooming out and trading the swings over a three to six month period, over six months to a year, understanding the macro events, understanding the trend before it becomes the trend. We're investing in the bridge currency that's going to tie together the whole system, the whole internet of value, before the rest of the world even knows what XRP is, before the rest of the world even knows about the utility cryptocurrencies that are ISO 222 compliant that banks and financial institutions and enterprise will adopt. These people are, are you know, if you're just now getting in, I, I'm glad that you've made it in now. You know, you're not too late. Yes, it would have been better to invest in, in XRP when it was under 30 cents like I was able to. And I, I thank God that I was. But we're navigating this market right now too. I'm packing my bags right now still. 
right? I'm, I'm making moves in my businesses right now, still. So there's actions that we're taking on a daily basis to prepare ourselves for this chaos that is coming. Remember, we we might get the great awakening and win, and, and God will win. I, I believe God will win in the end, 100%. Don't get me wrong. No, God wins in the end, 100%. But evil is here. Evil is working against us, and they are going to bring chaos. 100%. On their way out, they're going to bring us chaos. Okay? So we want to be prepared. Let's continue on. The corruption of the SEC continues. So we're going to keep our eyes now on this library case. In the SEC versus library case, the SEC is specifically alleging that because we spent money to improve already functional library protocol, that makes LBC a security. So library, the company, spent money to improve the already and functional and released protocol. They spent their own money. That makes LBC a security. If we had sold all LBC, kept the money, and went home, it wouldn't be a security. Talk about messed up incentives. So the guy that I shared yesterday, uh, Jeremy Kaufman, I believe, I think he's actually the CEO. He's actually the CEO of Library. So I've been fascinated. We're going to continue to watch this case. I'm not sure. I, I don't really have all the details on this one yet, but I'll probably end up doing a video on this, this case in particular because we want to keep our eyes on it. Apparently, this one could get settled before the Ripple case. So we need to watch this one because this one could set a precedent for the Ripple case as well. Okay. But I've been very pleased with how they have just come out yesterday. We were talking about how he called uh, the SEC evil and morally corrupted. So they're just letting it fly. They're just letting it fly, which we love to see. Justin, Japan will issue a... So, so we're a couple days late. I didn't do a live stream last night, I don't think. So uh, we're a couple days behind. Japan will issue a green list of 18 coins ready to be listed on exchanges without screening. The list includes Bitcoin and Ethereum. So Japan is green listing cryptocurrency in their country. Over 18 cryptocurrencies. I do believe the XRP is on that list. Yeah. Yeah, it is. XRP, Litecoin. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to go. It is absolutely good to go. Now, great news also came out here. We have David Schwartz sharing that bridges are better than walls. This is what we talk about. All these countries can build central bank digital currencies. The BIS can build a little proof of concept with four countries. And then apparently that's supposed to be replacing Ripple. It's an absolute joke, right? What we have here is XRP ready to connect to everything and everyone. So this is a partnership with multi-chain. And, and what's key about this, guys, and what I want to point out here, is this isn't even a Ripple partnership. This is someone who wants to be on the XRP ledger. So multi-chain, the multi-chain organization, previously called AnySwap, says they're thrilled to announce that we've integrated with the XRP ledger. So this isn't a partnership with Ripple. This is integrating with the XRP ledger. So for everyone who's talking about, oh, they're using Ripple's tech, they're not using XRP. Well, this is a partnership. This is integrating with the ledger, not Ripple. This integration opens the door for cross-chain interoperability between the XRP ledger and other blockchains. Native assets, XRP has been supported already and more will be added soon. So 
this is why I kind of, I haven't gone deep on Chainlink, but what they don't understand over there in the Chainlink gang is that XRP already has oracles built into the XRP ledger. They already have oracles built into the XRP ledger. And then now when you get something like this multi-chain, um, along with the interledger protocol. So this will allow them to, to operate and integrate with projects that aren't interledger protocol, that are other blockchains. But between these deals, I mean, we're gonna be tapped in. We already have over all global coverage of on-demand liquidity, right? Now we're gonna be tapped into all the other blockchains. We already have oracles on the XRP ledger, so we don't need Chainlink. A lot of the rest of the space does need Chainlink. We don't. I, I mean, David Schwartz and team just doesn't miss. They don't miss. And it probably is because they've been working on distributed ledger technology for decades. And they, they understand how to solve the problems, the big problems. And that's what matters. That's why we've invested in the XRP ledger is because there's an incentive for a company here like AnySwap to integrate with the XRP ledger. That is not a partnership with Ripple. That is an adoption of the cryptocurrency that you hold in your wallet, XRP. So understand what you hold, guys. I will continue to dismiss the FUD and, and all the BS that is said towards the XRP community that we're a cult. We want to get something done, okay? And we know what problems need to be solved. We're not here for, for little problems. We're not here for blockchain gaming. That'll be cool. We're here to solve trillion dollar problems. Now, uh, right before I hopped on, there's a couple couple last updates before I hopped on here. The SEC has filed a motion for permission to redact notes of meetings between the SEC and third parties claiming the notes are protected by DPP. So once again, the SEC trying to cover this thing up. What was the tweet that I put out a couple days ago? This case is over. We are just witnessing the cover-up. And they always get caught in the lie. That's the thing about lying. Usually you don't get caught in the act. You get caught in the cover-up. Okay, all truth will be revealed, but unless the SEC wants to settle this thing up. Talk about an incentive. Well, I mean, if we really had our day in court, some of these guys probably belong in jail. Absolutely. I'm not going to downplay that. The, the, the crimes against America, crimes against innovation in America that they've committed probably need some jail time. You know, along with the corruption of getting paid um, while they're working for the government, right? But uh, if they don't want to see jail time, if they don't even want to get exposed, they would be incentivized to settle this thing up uh, sooner rather than later. So I hope you guys have a plan for that. Maybe two or three XRP in your wallet might be helpful. Now, this is interesting, coming from Jeremy Hogan. Good to see that the Chamber of Digital Commerce will file an amicus brief in the Ripple case. It filed an amicus in the Telegram case and focused on distinguishing the digital asset from any potential, quote, investment contract. This is similar to what Attorney Deaton is arguing. So this is coming from Perian, uh, Perian, who is the founder at the Digital Chamber of Commerce. And they're Bitcoin maxis, Ethereum maxis over there. So obviously they're coming in late, taking a stand very late. They act like they're here for... Um, you know, all of the cryptocurrency space, but no one's been here to support XRP and Ripple. 
Nobody. Nobody. Until they started to feel threatened. Until they started to, to, to realize that the crosshairs were about to be turned and pointed on them by the SEC. That's when, you know, the, the Ethereum free pass is getting exposed. So now we need to do a PR stunt, get Vitalik on the cover of Time magazine, say that Vitalik has concerns about the space, right? And now we have the Chamber of Digital Commerce joining the party late. Joining the party late. Where have you guys been? That's my question. Where have you guys been? They say we're submitting a brief and cannot comment until the brief is filed. So, you know, guys, this thing's moving quickly. Like I said, I'm preparing a much larger report. It's going to be the quarterly report. This is the first one that I'm doing. But I'm going to start dropping these quarterly reports so that we can look at our previous forecasts and predictions. How did those hold up? We can review my portfolio, how I'm positioning myself for the next three months. And then I can give my predictions and forecasts for the next three months. I'm going to be putting this together, this presentation that I'm going to be giving exclusive in my Discord group. So if you guys did want to hop on in there, um, that's just one piece of value that we're bringing to the group. So people are asking, you know, um, you know, why do you got to charge for a group? Well, we're trying to make it one of the most educational Discord groups uh, for building wealth, for building wealth tax-free, for running your business, for investing in the cryptocurrency space that is out there. So I've had so many people tell me that it was a deal that, um, you know, they were paying two to three times for other other discords that had half the value. And, and so it's a way to support the channel. And it's a way for us to hire a team to get people on board that are helping us extend this message out. Um, so once again, I appreciate all of the support from you guys. Thank you so much for supporting this channel. We busted through 30,000 followers on uh on YouTube here recently. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, we're probably going to be doing a giveaway here soon. So be, be posted up for that. TikTok, we busted through 260,000 followers over there. And we continue to try to get this message out to as many people as possible. Because as you can see, the war has gone live. The currency war is here. The The financial system is set to be reset this Shemitah year. Let me revisit that for you guys real quick. So the, the the Jewish calendar, the Hebrew calendar, uh, basically the new year starts on Rosh Hashanah, which is in September. So when we got turned on to that, basically back in August, September, that's when we first learned about this. And I, I was investigating it, researching it, trying to understand what it all meant. It goes back in, in biblical times. The Shemitah year, the seven-year cycle is what this this calendar is all about. Every seven years, the farmers would let their field rest. They wouldn't plant any crops. It was a year for rest. It was a year for basically re, re, rebuilding, right? So if you take it to modern economy, modern world, modern financial markets, stock markets, and the uh, beast system that we now live in, what we've seen is we've seen pullbacks and recessions every seven years during this Shemitah year. So by the grace of God by pure luck, by design, doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that we position ourselves for this time that we're living through. I, I just try to understand these patterns, these macro events, tying it together with our history. How is this uh, technology going to play a part? How are the markets going to be affected? How do we prepare our families? This is how we put together our whole thesis on what's coming next, how we forecast our predictions. If you look over the last year, I'm just telling you right now, if you look over the last year, everything that um, I was talking about predicting, 
it, it's it's all it's all been spot on. It's all come true. I mean, we've been vindicated. The only thing that's left is XRP. Um, and like I said yesterday, I said, I, I'm done talking about XRP. I'm not done talking about XRP. It's just, I'm diversifying my content because I've already put in, put in a clinic over the last year explaining the utility and why XRP is going to be a chosen and is already chosen by the bank's financial institutions to run this new internet of value. I've already put on a display over the course of a year talking about this thing every day. So obviously I'm not done talking about XRP. But, um, you know, for the most part, I want to expand this thing out and I want you guys to be making moves in real estate, starting a side hustle, starting your business, figuring out how to get a, get more than a uh, 10% raise at your job because you're getting killed by inflation. Inflation is a tax on the middle class and poor and we're getting squeezed right now. So unless you have a plan, your cryptocurrency is not going to help you when you're going, I mean, I mean we, have to, we have to understand that uh, this this alt season that we're expecting right now might not come. That's why I'm letting my cryptocurrency bags ride. I'm not interested in selling right now. I've just been stacking and I haven't really invested in the market since December. I talk about that. I'm very transparent with you guys. More transparent than many of these guys. Um, I've been telling you guys that Bitcoin, the, the bull market was going to start in December. And I almost put out this today. And you guys will probably drop off after I say this, but technically speaking, we are in a bear market. A 40 to 50% dump is a bear market. A 20% move is a bear market or a bull market. So we did about a 40 to 50%. So technically speaking, that is a bear market, but, and it's a big, but we most likely will have a return to the upside. What, what in the stages of a bull run cycle, it's called a return to normal where we're going to get one last pump. But I'm not seeing much opportunity for 99% of crypto that already had all of the hype and speculation last year pump it. I'm not seeing much of an opportunity for Bitcoin, for Ethereum. I'm seeing 5 to 10x opportunities in the handful of cryptocurrencies that I've invested in. And that's why that's all I'm holding. That's why I'm only, since December, since the bear market ensued, I've... Purchased XRP, XLM, XDC, and just recently, last week, I finally got IOTA. But, um, you know, we're going to be reevaluating my bag, and I'm positioning myself to offload most of my bag over the next month or so, over the next one month, two months, if we catch this bull run. So it's not guaranteed, but we got a strategy for the cryptocurrency market. We got a strategy for the stock market. Don't be involved at all. So if you guys do the stock market, uh, may God be with you because because I'm out of it completely. If you already have money in it, I don't tell anybody to pull their market out. I don't I don't give uh, financial advice. But when people ask me, should I get all my money out? I don't I don't like I don't like saying anything. I don't like saying do this or do that. I just say, hey, if I already had been investing in a retirement account over there, I would make sure that I can get it in a self-directed account so that I can put it into the stocks that I want. But uh, I, I really, I have no interest in the stock market at this time. I would only be investing in pre IPO companies before they go public and get released to the masses. Uh, that's where the opportunity's at. So when people ask, you know, should I cash out my IRA? I don't know. I, I would say, talk to your financial advisor, but I already know what your financial broker is going to tell you. He's going to tell you to keep your money in, right? You have to determine what's right for you. I see way bigger opportunities elsewhere, but 
there's there's some hedges. I mean, you could maybe try to short short the market. There's some plays there. Like I said, I don't do that. So our strategy there, we don't do that. Real estate, I've been studying for a decade and I got a whole plan for that. Right now I'm focused on on relocating my family. We're getting a new house. And so that's the focus right now. And then I'm gonna be starting to build my real estate portfolio over the next decade. That's gonna be part of um, you know, generational wealth for me is a real estate portfolio on top of our businesses that we run on top of maybe we hit it lucky someday with crypto. But I had a plan to build wealth before I even knew what crypto was. So that's why we put this whole thing together for you guys. We try to be as transparent as we can. We try to give you guys as much in regards to the current events here, but we do have to self-censor, unfortunately, while we're here on YouTube, while we're here on TikTok, because I want to penetrate my message out to the masses. Um, you know, I, I would love to uh, just be uncensored, unfiltered. That's why I say what I do in my Discord group, because I can do that there. Here on the public forums, it's about uh, trying to reach out as many people as possible, because... All, all I can tell you on the public forums is the strategies that we're executing on right now. I drop, I drop my little breadcrumbs for you guys. I, I tell you what rabbit holes to maybe go down. But like I always say, at the end of the day, once you have enough information to take effective action, you need to get up off your ass and do something. Don't live in fear. You don't need to go down rabbit holes all day, every day for, for five hours. You need to do something, right? At the time of this uh, recording... At the time of this recording here, it is uh, 8.30 here on the West Coast. Bitcoin is up at 43K. XRP is at 84 cents. Okay, so this market is moving to the upside. This is good to see. This is really good to see. We're not getting excited yet. Not by any means. Okay, but this is good to see. All right. So as you can see here on the weekly chart for XRP, God, that thing is looking beautiful. The breakout is beautiful. We've already broken out on XRP big time. Big time breakout. So, I mean, this thing's ready to move to the upside. Big time. Big time. Okay, let's zoom in though. We'll go XRP uh, 15 minute candles. 15 minute candles on the Q coin chart. And let me move this over for you guys. Okay, there we go. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Appreciate all of you guys so much. Now, with that being said, I appreciate all of you guys. If you're tuning in on the podcast, thank you. If you guys could give us a rating, hit us with that five-star rating if you're coming in on Spotify. I believe the app will should be loaded up too. So all of these recordings, these live YouTube shows are going to be now uploaded over there for the podcast. I, th I appreciate you guys so much for helping me grow this community. Uh, uh, like I say, all I can ask is please share this message with other like-minded individuals.